55 plus Margaritaville experience yeah, that opened in Dallas or is opening in Dallas. I mean, if we add both of our ages together, we are 55, right? Isn't that what you said? I we're more than 55. Yeah, we're we're so I think we're, we're qualified. I want to live there. I want to live in that Jimmy Buffett. What's that? What was that it's thing a again? 55. It's it's a 55 <sighs> plus community. Sorry, vermouth got in my eye. So, dude, uh, come on, man. I mean, you know me. Like deep down inside, I'm 55 years old. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen Why does to it have to be 55 plus. Like, what yeah. is it about yacht rock, margaritas, and parrots that, that makes you think that That's people it. in their 20s, 30s, and 40s don't want to be in on that? Exactly. Especially people that like rum in their 20s and 30s hey. and teens. What? Can't all be Florida. <laughs> Just kidding. I must be right here. Hey, if you're if you're not in the US, it's legal in, in yeah. parts of your teens. Lucky blokes. Did you know that over five trillion dollars exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over $220 billion an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day, and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. All right, guys, and welcome back to Drunkenomics, the drinking podcast for the economics problem. I for the what we can erode. We, are we still counting? Your, Seriously? I'm your more I, gracious host, James Goldwater, alongside me. Yeah. With less grace, but certainly not no grace. I, I, the effervescent Aaron Wong. I, I think and, there's no grace, man, but I appreciate you saying that there's some grace left, but I feel absolutely no grace whatsoever. The that might just be the me. Manhattan in your hand. But also true. Also... <laughs> Let's not leave out that possibility. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, welcome back to our presentation. It's been a wild week. Yeah. Um, Speaking of wild, uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter. That's right. That's e- yeah. Elon Musk's company. Uh, just kidding. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Just kidding. Sorry. I didn't mean to open up that. I didn't mean to open up that Pandora's box. I'm just saying. I know. But check we're going to have to talk about that. At Economical. I know, at Drunkonomical, D-R-U-N-K, you know, my C-A-L, not at E-L-O-N-M-U-S-K. Screw that. You probably already follow Elon Musk, whatever. Don't blame you. Why wouldn't you? He moves markets. He certainly does that. He's, um, well, we all know what I think. Uh, yeah, and we all know what I think, too. But, I mean, it's, you know, you announced that you're going to join the board of governors at Twitter or the board of directors at Twitter. Stock price shoots up. All of a sudden... All right, no, screw it. I'm done with that. I decide to uh, not be on the board of Twitter, and then the stock price falls. I don't know. Maybe his brother traded a lot around it. I have no idea. Just me. I think so. so not, for me, not with Elon, to, not trying to accuse Kimball of anything, but just saying. All I'm going to say is this: we uh, we definitely have a Twitter. You should check it out. It is Adrunkonomical. D R U N K U N I M C A L. You're so close, man. I know. I just lose confidence at the end. It's like when I go out. Um, <laughs> It's like when you have too many Manhattans. Absolutely. You're really confident until the moment you aren't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> until the until that, you've talked way too much game and you're not going to do well. Dude, until that sweet um, rebuke hits, man. That's, it's, yeah. Absolutely. That's story, but. No, I see. So, yeah. I, no, Elon, that's a very interesting thing with Twitter is that Elon Musk bought 9.2% of the company, uh-huh. was offered a board seat, said he was going to take the board seat, then refused the board seat. Well, I, I have a few reasons I think that happens. I think the, the board seat comes to the limitation. You can't own more than 14.99% of the company. Yeah. I think he wants to own more than right. that. Right. Because I, I saw part, an article that was suggesting a hostile takeover. And I was like, wow, what a, what a crown jewel, huh? Get it? What a crown jewel Absolutely. of a headline. Yeah. And so for those of you wondering, so, uh, what is a hostile takeover? What is a hostile takeover? And how can I learn more? Track back a few episodes, because I think, what, five, six weeks ago, yeah. we did a hostile takeover episode. Uh, well, it was, and, a, it was a mergers uh, and acquisitions episode uh, that we ended up touching a little bit on hostile takeovers. because That's you know, true, because it's just another it's just another merger and acquisition. It's just one that's exactly. a little less wanted by one of the yeah. groups. Yeah, so that's so, one thing. Uh, yeah. The other thing is he's facing a lawsuit um, from former shareholders of Twitter over the fact that so you have 10 So legally in the United States, you have 10 days to file oh with the SEC when you start to take yeah. large stakes in firms. He did not file the required paperwork no, no, with the he, SEC. Well, well, he did. He filed the wrong form. That was what. That was what. Well, he didn't. That's what they're he saying. He didn't file the required paperwork. Okay. For, same right? thing. He, so <laughs> yeah. he, didn't, he didn't file the required paperwork. And while he didn't require file the required paperwork, he continued to buy shares at a price that the people suing him. What they're going to say is he cost. He caused us actual monetary damages because he did not file the forms correctly. And thus, when he yeah. was buying shares at a lower price, we were selling shares at a lower price versus once the once the declaration was made, mm-hmm. suddenly, oh, look at how much the price shot up. And you can sit here and say like, oh, 
when he after his purchase point, you could say, okay, well, this is the 10 day mark. And you could say after that, okay, anyone who sold between the 10 day mark and when it was actually revealed actually has lost money, actually yeah. does have and, legitimate damage. And a lot of times, um, a lot of times these giant law firms are a part of these cases. And then if they win, all you got to do is go to the law firm and say, hey, please represent me. And usually, I don't think, I don't know if the legal fees are covered by the damn by Twitter or by Elon Musk or whoever it is. If it's, if it's but, a class action, there'll be a settlement and the law firm that's will what be it well is. taken care of before any of the any of the actual right litigants. yeah exactly so i mean as long as you find out if, if you're one of those people i'm just saying if you're one of those people and you uh are trying to figure out like if you're entitled to any sort of monetary damages because of you know you entering and exiting twitter's position to suddenly during the, well during that suspect period yeah and then yeah, you find yeah. the law firm that is in charge of this litigation and go from there Absolutely. who knows you might uh at least score a bottle of whiskey out of that hey, you might get a few so, bucks i know yeah. that um I know that Beck's beer had a class action lawsuit against them a while ago. Oh, and okay. I know that, yeah, and I know that I could prove that I um, had bought a 12 pack of Beck's during the suspect period. And so I was able to get a free 12 pack of Beck's out of the company. That was wow, my son. That is awesome. And Not that Beck's it. is the greatest thing ever, but I mean, my no, favorite. But, then I got I, a, but if, it, my favorite beer is a cold beer. It's like Anthony Bourdain, my, you know, it's like. My favorite beer is a free beer. Okay, but my second favorite beer is a cold beer. My second favorite beer is a cold free beer. Okay, that third favorite beer is a cold beer. All right, fine. But, yeah. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, sit, I'll settle at third place then. Whatever, hey, man. It's, it's, if it's cold, it's, it's still good. On the podium, I like it. Okay, you know? yeah, I know. I get a bronze but but out I'm, of it, whatever. But if I'm paying for a beer, my favorite beer is cold. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. That way. I mean, somebody's paying for this beer. Look, this, but, is, uh, this is just yeah. Drunkonomics 203. Um, <laughs> what happened to 202 and 201? I think I think by this point, they, they either, yeah, they either caught it or they haven't. Uh, yeah. but we'll, do a, we'll do a review session if we really need to before the final. But Yeah, absolutely. I, is there a final? Whatever. I don't really, I don't really want to think about a final right now. It's that's true. And, I don't, and I'll be honest, uh, I don't want to grade it. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of which, uh, speaking of other world I, news, I don't know. I could think I could think of a transition there. Well, speaking of other, like we, I, I guess just other kind of weird things that I've noticed. The uh-huh. fact that 3M is 3M has shut down their um, oh their cooling plant, their coolant production plant in Belgium is going to affect the semiconductor industry. So, what was their motive moving. behind that? Like, why why do they do that? So, the law in Belgium has changed and is saying that they, that certain chemicals that they use in the production of this coolant cannot be used in industrial processes anymore because of their uh, so, so who decided effects. that was that like that was the, the that was the, like the, the government of Belgium so it was a, it was a, a, a national oh, level okay. now at the same time you have to wonder what 3m was doing the entire time consolidating so much in that particular um, yeah. production factory and then not also turning around and going to like the government and not and not doing any kind of um, yeah. any kind of lobbying because I, it, but maybe they did. Maybe they did a ton of lobbying. That's also so, possible. Uh, yeah, like, but right. they never made the lot of day because there's there's like, no, absolutely not. You you know, and I know Belgium, yeah. especially all of Europe, they're really they're really stringent on that mm. environmental policies and stuff like that. You know, yeah, and pollutant effects. Now, yeah. the, the issue is at the same time is that this this factory produces 80 an estimated 80 percent of the global nice. I was just coolant supply for yeah. the production of um of uh, semiconductors and microprocessor chips. Yeah. <laughs> That's, this is, if, if yeah. two years ago when you were listening to us, if you go back to some of those first episodes, we discussed that the China shutdown is going to affect steel. That was <laughs> only about 50, 50%, right? This is 80%. This is, this yeah. is worse. This is like, this is, those of you living in the U S you remember when the, when the four major uh, meat packing plants in the U S shut down, it's like, well, that was 80% of production. Yeah. We had pretty severe um, meat shortages in the U S yeah. so cool, at least so, in yeah. the stores. Does this mean cool? Like for cars? No, or, purely for the production of semiconductor chips. So it's a um, it's a very specific kind of coolant used in the manufacturing process. Okay, cool. so it it is very industry specific. It is industry tailored. And from what I've been reading, yeah, I've heard but people it's who a are very, saying it's it's a very expanding, increased demanding. Yeah, if, kind of industry, exactly. You know if, they're, if, they're, if, they're, if if the semiconductor industry didn't already have problems, yeah, no um, and supply chain concerns and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so this was, was shut down by the government of Belgium. Which Belgium is not necessarily a country that I think of and think, oh my God, these guys pollute the earth like crazy. You no, know? so yeah, it's it's it takes that know. if you've got money problems problems I feel bad for you, son. I've got ninety nine <laughs> problems and semiconductors are all of them <laughs> are all of them. <laughs> and that's and that's just where you're at. And most if you're in most industries that you're manufacturing something, right? <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know. This this is kind of rough. It's kind of bizarre. I don't know. I mean, what do they need to do to get out of it? I, I they can't all of a sudden um, overnight change. Like the way they 
manufacture these things. Correct. Yeah. And so that's the thing is, so the manufacturer can't overnight change it. They're going to try and move. Yeah. You have two options. Essentially, you can either get the government to reverse course, get a get a waiver specifically well, for you, or you try to move your your manufacturing over, you know, to different locations where it's still legal. But the which, is, which is, is expensive. But the problem is, is that the best guess right now is that the um, inventories of coolant in manufacturing plants are going to slow is down. Somewhere, and- is somewhere between 30 days and 60 days supply before there's an issue, before yeah. there's an issue of like it not being produced, it's going to well, cause them to halt. And the problem then is, well, that means that it takes longer than, than 30 to 60 days to move a manufacturing right. process somewhere else. So in other words, if they don't get Belgium to reverse course, they have to spend a lot of money either hiring an engineer that changes the way they manufacture these things that they that doesn't pollute mm-hmm. the world. It doesn't that it doesn't much. consume certain chemicals. Yeah. 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 So either that or the other thing is they have to move countries, which both of those things are very expensive. Yeah. And it's gonna take it's time a to a process. Yeah, and it's gonna take time to you know, figure out how to like if if you change the way you manufacture things, that's gonna take forever to train everybody to, you know, hey, this is how we do things now. And then on top of that, if you move, it's like, okay, now where's all the local now you talent? Have to train ev- yeah. Now you have so, to train everybody to do it yeah, in so, the first place. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Godspeed. Hopefully this works itself out in a swift and uh inexpensive, not cheap, but inexpensive manner. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, speaking of cor- big corporations that are having problems. Why not talk about JP Morgan? Why, why not yeah. give no financial advice? Give unfinancial yeah, advice. Because what we're about to say is certainly not financial advice. This is it's not simply, financial uh, advice at all. Uh, but I, I mean, JP Morgan came out with earnings earlier this morning. Today is Wednesday, April the 13th. Uh, yeah. yeah. Before the not bell. Not good. Not good. Um, and I'll be honest well, with you, yeah. I, I made a bet on, on the earnings. I lost 50 bucks. I bought an options contract. I'm not too worried about it because it's only 50 bucks, man. I spent more on whiskey than that. I had a, yeah. I've had bigger bar tabs than that. Not bragging, I've had bigger saying. bar tabs with um, the employee discount than that. <laughs> Same it was here. a fun birthday, though. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun 9-11 for me. Um, but, uh, That's my birthday, yeah, dude, for those of you uh, wondering. Aaron's not yeah. a horrifying person uh, Thanks for getting for my back. Reason. But yeah, basically, <laughs> I don't get it. JP Morgan, I felt like everything that was wrong with them was priced in because they their stock has taken a beating in the last, let's just say, 180 days. And apparently, this earnings report was just the the forecast that Jamie Dimon gave was just so catastrophic that everybody was like, "All right, let's just let's knock the stock down another three percent. Why not?" Okay, so he comes out and he says, or you know, and they report they say that the profits down forty two percent. They took a they took a half billion dollar plus or minus loss on Russian investments. Uh, yeah, their, their revenues down. Their revenues down five percent. The stock market had um, over a month to price all that in. I, I just don't get oh, it. Yeah, no, I, you I, know, I, so, I agree with you. It's just that maybe maybe they were waiting till yeah. the last minute. They pay three percent dividend. So like I, I just I, I don't uh-huh. know. They're trading at an eight PE. I, I just I, I don't know. I I don't get it. Yeah, I, you know, um, not financial advice, but if you like what JP Morgan's doing. Not if you like what Jamie Dimon's doing, if you if you trust this, if you're a long, if you're a secular bull, uh, now might be a great time to consider to consider buying in. Like, there's a lot of risk yeah. associated with that. Yeah. I don't think we've hit the bottom. And to be fair, given his forward, uh, given his uh, forward guidance, yeah, Jamie Dimon his, doesn't either. I know. <laughs> um, and the thing is, I understand like the forward thinking stock market. Like hypothetically, the stock market is forward thinking, and if the CEO of the company, which you know, and Jamie Dimon is a very well respected, he's probably the best CEO yeah. on Wall Street. If he says, "Hey, I don't like, I don't think the next few quarters are going to be as good as our last few quarters," obviously the stock's going to take a beating, and it's a well justified beating. And if everybody else, the entire street, or not the entire street, but if everybody thinks that there's a recession coming, generally like, speaking, you get a recession. Yeah, generally speaking, it's animal spirits, right? Which we'll talk a little bit more about. But Jamie Dimon said, "All right, you know, I think our next few quarters aren't going to be as good." To be honest yeah. with you, I, I, you know, and, and he's a lot smarter than I am, so I'm not going to dispute anything he's saying, but. I don't know. I, still I, think, I think he's. I know. think he's trying to temper expectations, and, and I understand that. I don't know if. Fair enough. He's looking at multiple factors, right? So if we if we assume that yeah. what keeps a stock price high is a very healthy profit margin, uh, and what we've noticed is that yeah. J P Morgan's profit margin did shrink. Revenues down five percent. Yeah. Well, well if revenues down five percent and profits are only down three percent. Your revenue margin actually hasn't shrunk. It's yeah. Still, it's still. Well, the good. thing is, like twenty twenty one was just a, a fantastic year for profit margins. Just oh yeah, an unbelievable. Well, year. how could it not be? It, it was. It yeah. was. It was so much free money and so. Yeah, much, but this was uh, my exact. So, like in twenty eighteen, 
I mean, we were friends in 2018. I talked to you in 2018 yep. about, hey, I think finan- this is a good time to go into financials, not financial advice. But I was like, this is a good time to go into banks because Jerome Powell is going to raise interest rates. Because remember, fall of 2018 yeah, was the no. first time ever he raised interest rates. I mean, not, maybe not the first time ever, but no, it was, it, he raised, he interest, raised rates. interest rates in 2018 because he wanted to uh, slow down the velocity of money, essentially. And, yeah. And markets got crushed, and including they financials. And I was like, well, this is a good time to buy financials, right? And, and if you did then, if you bought then and you still hold now, then you're happy congr- now. Congratulations. Even after this, like, I don't know, 12% decline that we had in financials. But I thought that the steepening yield curve was going to be good for financials back then. And I feel like that's going to be the case now. Granted, the flip side of that coin is really just, okay, if profit margins from debt and from loans are going to increase, that means, hey, guess what? Banks take on a lot of debt too. They're Mm -hmm. debt and their interest expense is also going to increase. So that's kind of, that's, that's the flip side of that coin is just, um, as interest rates go up, their interest expense is also going to go up. Yeah, but yeah. so interest expenses, interest, interest revenues. revenues. So it's, it's, yeah. is, the, mm-hmm. is the increase in their revenue is going to outpace the increase in their expenses? And is the revenue, is the interest revenue going to outpace inflation? Because so technically Ooh. as, as if, if they're sitting here looking That's at interest, question. if looking at it for interest revenue, they need the revenue, the interest revenue to outpace inflation. Yeah. They'd love for their interest expense to be just crushed by inflation because I pay you a flat dollar amount, not a buying power. Right. Exactly. Right? And Whereas, inflation, hypothetically, if you don't count, if you don't include poor people, which apparently all of these studies that I, you learn in school, they don't include. They, sadly, it's, they don't, it's, they it's don't almost, include poor people. It's, it's almost like they're not doing their job. Yeah, I know, but I mean, inflation, hypothetically, they, they hurt people that can't save. They one. Oh, if you can't, yeah, people, if you can't like, save, you you always get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're constantly spending, yeah, you're like inflation's going to kill you. You know, and Godspeed to you, and please be resilient. But um, the other th- like you know. But inflation really, like, according to all these studies, they hurt lenders the most, right? Because and they, I, and they help borrowers. Yeah, yeah, I lend James money today. He pays me back at a later date, plus interest. But if inflation outpaces that interest, then I lose money or I don't have as much you buying lose, power. You lose buying power. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is really what's important. That's kind of the theory behind that. But my thesis now, if you must know, is mm-hmm. um, I think... Everybody's saying that the demand for borrowing is going to go down. And to be honest with you, I do agree with that, but I don't agree with that for the rest of this year because I think interest rates are only going to go up in 2023 as well, not just in 2022. Oh, I agree. I agree about interest rates. I think you'll see people continuing to borrow it's it's part of well, one of the but, reasons i'm upset with with the fed for the for the 25 basis points because it's like it wasn't enough to startle the economy and people start to make decisions right instead it's just going like people people who can afford to are gonna are gonna keep borrowing and they're gonna borrow yeah. more now but to try and borrow that's, pre that's exactly interest. what i'm saying so right? i think yeah. i think because everybody knows that a year from now, six months from now, a month from now, if you borrow then, your interest expense is going to go expensive. up. So that's going to drive demand now. And I think the next cycle, right? So after May, once they do lift interest rates in May, in June, they're going to lift interest rates again. And then in August, they're going to lift interest rates again. And then, and I think because of those factors, it's going to drive demand to borrow now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So- that's well, my yeah, thesis. I, I agree. I don't know. No, no. That's, that, that's why, like, Jamie Dimon, like, you know, when he says he's got a bearish outlook in the next, for the rest of 2022, I'm just like, Dude, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Well, I, I really yeah, don't know. I can, I can see people but, borrowing net money now. But he's a lot smarter than me. I can see me, people borrowing so. money now and then sitting on it until later because they want to borrow at a better price. That yeah. being said, when you borrow into stiff inflation like this, you need to con- you need to spend the money. The money is losing value very quickly. Yeah. Whereas things you'd be looking to acquire don't lose their value well, as quickly, right? So let's just like, say like whiskey. I mean, I could buy a bottle of whiskey today and sell it, you know, for forty dollars still, or maybe even fifty dollars yeah. a month from now. Obviously, if the risky becomes more and more, like, dude, honestly, like if you if you bought five bottles of Blantons five years ago 
and you wanted to sell them now, not financial advice. This is certainly not financial advice, but it kind of is. No, if you bought five bottles of blends in 2017 and you wanted to sell those five bottles of blends now, I guarantee you would make your money back plus buying power, plus inflation, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll, and I'll and have you know so, that the and investing in liquor, so buy investing, liquor. Invest, investing in scotch or uh, investing in whiskey, just like investing in wine, to me is despicable. I can't stand. I, I hate I hate that people do it. It's meant to be drunk. Yes, dude. I, I hate that so much. But honestly, I also have to kind of no, I, 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 I also have to admire I that. Like, just, I know. Like I have to like just buy and enjoy. That's like it's, yeah. it wasn't made for someone to buy and hold. It's one of the one of the greatest like, lines I heard on one of the British panel shows I watched a long time ago was um it was a, a toy collector wearing gloves and discussing how most of his toys are still in the box. And it was a British dude, comedian. Yeah. To be fake to be Vegas looking just going, oh toys meant to be played with like toys <laughs> meant to be played with their... liquor's meant to be drunk food's yeah. meant to be eaten and, <laughs> and, and 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 art's meant to be looked at not stored on a uh, on a thumb drive yeah, no exactly <laughs> yeah uh, and all the nft whatever sorry so i don't I to get call my you jab out, in at the way. nfts there yeah i know but but speaking of inflation we got some numbers this week yeah speaking of yeah, we we buying power and inflation well, we, we got get, some uh, numbers this week um we got ppis up what 11.2 percent well, th- so this is a weird week because friday is a holiday um if you're like me and you're a christian and you celebrate good friday friday is a holiday and um the markets aren't open it's not, yeah, it's not no. a business day but it's just weird seeing CPI data come out on a Tuesday. It's weird, isn't that it was, weird? Yeah, because we got. Because let me see. If I can, let me. See, the two headlines I saw that yeah, producer prices up eleven point two percent year over year, yeah, and that came out on a Wednesday, which is weird because it usually comes out on a Thursday, but it came out on a Wednesday. Huge. Yeah, and then, oh, and, and and then well, the, yeah, the two weird things is that how big it is, and then it came out on a Wednesday. So I yeah, guess so one things, wrong but, day, yeah. two it's what? <laughs> yeah. Or I'd rather actually, what it is is uh, <laughs> why are you telling me this today? And then you stop and you go, wait, what? 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 <laughs> 11.2% on PBI. Well, are, are so before, before the like consumer gets it, the price prices are up more than 10% yeah, for the so producer. What does this do um, to profit margins? And if it doesn't do anything to profit margins, what is the pass-through prices? Well, where where does that go? So right here. So what should that okay. do to profit margins? <laughs> it should it, it should slim pl- profit margins. But you don't it? see slim profit margins. Well, it hasn't. So what we've seen oh. is, so what I can tell you is, so well, if producer prices go up, and consumer prices go up, right? So yeah. what they what they then bill you go up, but the profit margin does not increase. What I can say is, so what happened? They have yeah. passed. They have passed one hundred percent of the new costs onto you. Oh, the, co- the company is not making any more profit. Wow, it, it's really? making it's making more money, but it's not making more profit. And you'd say, okay, that company is is just passing. If a company's profit margin goes down, then mm-hmm. you can actually this company and say, well, they're eating some of that cost themselves yep. instead of just passing it all onto the consumer. And the third yeah. is when you see the profit margin go up, you go, those motherfuckers, uh-huh. they they uh-huh. raise prices more than the cost. Like they well, they're really sticking it to me. Well, let me ask you something: Are these things that the PPI and CPI that, that increase so much on are these things elastic or inelastic products? You know, the, it depends on which basket you're looking at. To be fair, I mean, um, most of the things that they measure in the CPI and PPI are not necessarily elastic. No, they don't, well, they don't look at things like golf lessons in those. No, things, they're they're right? they are inelastic, and what they're generally looking at is the is energy. Very basic food energy, for CPI. But, but, but energy isn't elastic. Like, no, it's if not. If energy prices soar, if energy prices just shoot up, it's like, well, too bad. You got to pay for it. Yeah, because you, you, you have because you have to get in your car and you have to drive and you have correct. to and you have to turn on your stove and you have to turn on your microwave. What I'll say is, if they're elastic, they are very sticky elastic. Yeah, in but many I, cases. I, to, to me, what, if it's sticky elastic, why don't you just call it inelastic, right? Because like to yeah, me, because like if things that are elastic are things like well, yeah. Like, You'll, you'll be fine without them. Well, right. when I when I you'll, say you'll when I say sticky elastic, what uh, I really mean is uh, that's that's a polite way of saying the the corporation responsible is exceptionally greedy. It will use any excuse to make the price go up, and it will not reflect the, and it will not respond to the fact that prices have gone down until well and truly after that fact. It, any pr- yeah. anything that would drive the price up is responded to within twelve hours. Anything that would bring the price down is responded to within twelve months. Yeah, um, but I mean, but the thing is, like, I, I think a lot of these things are like I think a lot of what you're talking about revolves around the commodities markets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically yeah. yes. The fact that spot prices are future prices. You know, there's there's a disparity there, and yes. I think because these oil companies well, it could and be, these, it could be any could be any yeah. commodity any commodities broker any commodities firm. Yeah, but I think they um, they, they price in that parity if there is backwardation or if there is 
you know, some sort of imbalance or if they're trying to catch up on revenues or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And, and, and to be fair, so, like you can't fault a company for wanting to, catch, to drive prices up in the, in the now to offset historical losses. And if you stop and actually think about it, you want to do that. Now, the problem is when you're doing that affects a macro economy. Yeah. You, you know, hi, guys, you do have to actually act in the in the common good. You can't just sit here and go, you know how we've made record record profits for the last 50 years? Yeah. Well, last well, last year we didn't make record profits. So we need to do something this year to try and make up for that and get record profits. And it's like, hey, hi. Yeah, it's I not know. Gonna but work, the, guys. I mean, and this is the downside of capitalism. You know, and I'm a, I'm very much a capitalist. Let me preface by saying this before I talk about the downside of capitalism is if you're not profitable, you're not solvent. And if you're a farmer and you're not profitable, you're not a farmer for long. Exactly. A lot of times, like if you're operating for the common good of the people, like honestly, like if you actually like absolutely, if you committed your life to operating for the common good of people and you were a farmer, wouldn't you feel bad charging a markup for, for your goods and services? You know what I mean? You'd be doing that for free if you honestly were doing it for the good of the common people. Yeah. Like you, all your hard work and labor and your investments, like that's just, that's on the house. Pass, you'd pass so, it on as savings. You know, there, there's that um, aspect to it as well, which, you know, I, I'm not like, I'm not like this moral expert or anything like that. I'll let you decide whether or not that's moral or immoral. But that's the thing about capitalism is just like, like, yeah, know, the, farmer, the farmer's got to eat too. The farmer's got to make a profit. The, the farmer wants to pay for golf lessons, you know, if, if he's into in that. Theory. If he's into that kind of thing. I, I don't know if he well, is. That's just a guess. I guess I guess what I've taken from all this is like, you know, I was watching, you know, this week I, I saw AMD and Nvidia were both down. I saw yeah. JP Morgan Chase was down Got today. Crushed. Microsoft is Microsoft is down on um yeah. on, on their forward projections of growth not, not being as as what they, not what they historically expected. Uh and and I think all this is kind of coming together cuz cuz we were talking earlier about how what is it more than 50% of Americans think there's a there was a recession on the oh, horizon yeah, in the dude. next yeah. few years. So I mean what I mentioned earlier where what I kind of you know foreshadowed early, early yeah. in the episode I foreshadowed like this all this recession talks because I, I don't know, like, you know, just kind of pawning off the inflation numbers, the CPI and PPI numbers. I, th- there's so many catalysts for inflation, let alone the fact that inflation came in this hot. Nobody's saying it's peaking. Nobody. Nobody. No. I mean, I, okay, some of the bulls are. Some of the people that are saying, hey, the, S- the SPX is going to reach 5,000 at the end of the year. Those people are saying it's peaking, which I don't know. Like, I don't want to bet with you that the SPX is going to reach 5,000. What did, what did by, we say? 4,500? No, we said 4,400 by 4, July. That's right. But July uh, 17th, 17th, July 17th was yes. the day. So July 17th, 4,400 was, and right now, man, dude, I, I was feeling pretty good about the bet. But right now I'm starting to get pretty nervous, man. I'm starting to get real nervous. It's at 4,446. So... 40 points for that is not very much, you know, and I think it's got plenty of time to move down 46 points. Yeah, so, it's got it's got think, all the time in the world. And yeah, um, um, and if more than I just maybe all the reasons soon too. Yeah, but I just don't think I mean, th- these recession wolf criers, like I don't think that their their woes are unwarranted. No, I don't either. You no, know? I just here's what I think here. Yeah. I think they're late to the game. I think we were in 2019. We were, you yes. and I were talking about this in late 2019. We were talking about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. This was, this was on the horizon then. COVID just changed COVID. the landscape before before it happened and then slowed it down by, I, my guess is it slowed it down by two years. Well, um, COVID didn't slow anything down. Reaction COVID to sped, COVID. COVID sped everything up. But I think what happened was, so COVID, it sped up the recession and it sped up the recovery because the Fed response to COVID was immediate. It was just like, all right, we can't let this happen under my watch. We can't let these, we can't let the economy crash under my yeah, watch. Yeah, we got to do it's something. Terrible. Yeah. So liquidity in, we'll worry about it later. And um, so they you know, solved here that we are. problem. Yeah. <laughs> they solved that problem. Yeah. Here we are. It's the later. Is, um, all the, uh, all the, all the issues that the, uh, that were going to lead to the, uh, the recession that I think we were talking about then. I think that recession, st- we had a different recession in between with COVID. But yeah. I think the, uh, I think the, I think the recession we were discussing at 2019 is the one that yeah. might be just around the corner. And it's, and, and if so, then everything they did to deal with the COVID issues has made this next recession. It's going to, it's going to exaggerate. That this. much more volatile. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's that much more like, there you go. It's, volatile, it's, they, yeah. they threw fuel on the fire, right? Yeah. So they. Gosh, I hate that. I hate the word volatile right now because the VIX is as high as it is. But 
Different story. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, so, so, so you used a really yeah. cool term. You used a term that I know I've used a few times in historical episodes. Oh, but no. What was that term from the beginning of the episode that you used? What were you referencing? Oh, animal spirits? Absolutely. That's the oh, one. man. I don't like that. I, when I hear the word animal, I think of the Pink Floyd album, Animals. But And I know it's hard to think about Pink Floyd worse. right now. But Is the Floyd wait, no. Pink? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just, like, Animals, this is a great album. And then when I think of animal spirits, I'm just like, I like whatever for whatever reason animal spirits always makes me think of recession and that's a negative thing whereas the album yeah. animals is a very positive thing in my book so it's well, like, to be fair because the animal spirits you know. can be positive too it's just it all depends on what the animal spirits spiriting <laughs> well, <laughs> well well said I can't I couldn't have said that any better but the way I think about it is every time I think of the term animal spirits I think of everybody's predicting a recession and now we have what more than half of Americans think that there's going to be a recession mm-hmm. in the next 24 months. When that happens, when collectively most people think there's going to be a recession, guess what happens? You generally get one. So, and it's not unwarranted because Wall Street Journal did a little study, a little survey, and and they came to found that 28 percent of all economists on Wall Street think that there's going to be a recession in the next, I think. What was it, 12 months or 18 yeah, months said, or whatever it was? They said they, they expected to start by summer 2023. Uh, so, okay, okay, fine. I, so I guess that's maybe 18 months. And then on Depends top on of that- part of the country you're in. Yeah. Yeah, but it, on top of that, like, Detusha, or excuse me, uh, <clears throat> Deutsche Bank, uh, <laughs> Deutsche Bank says that they, they see a recession starting in 2020, uh, summer 2023, and Bank of America jumped to that bandwagon. Goldman Sachs is right there. I, th- I, I think any day now, Goldman Sachs is going to come out and say, okay, we, we finally project, or the economists, at least, of Goldman Sachs are going to say, okay, recession, September of 2023, or October, or yeah, whatever. But it, right? well, it makes, so, so it makes sense. It's, it's, again, all COVID did was speed up it brought in a totally new recession sped it up and then sped up its recovery i wonder if it wouldn't have been better if they'd allowed certain aspects of recession to actually go through specifically in markets yeah well because like Um, where did all the capital go when they flooded the economy about four grand about four grand went to each person and uh, that doesn't well, count for anywhere near the amount of money that was spent. Well, I think four grand goes to each person in the United States. One of two things is going to happen with it. Everybody's going to spend it, which is going to lead to inflation, or people are going to hedge against inflation. And uh, where do you hedge against inflation? Oh, yeah, that's right, the stock market. So yeah, You either buy something you need or something that's going to last, or something durable, yeah. or you buy stocks. That's why, like, you know, like I liked what you said when we started talking about this, when you said, okay, well, that's what the inflation is in the stock market. And yeah. here we go. Like, inflation is here now. Inflation is, like, on the ground floor and everything else now. It hasn't fully come out of the stock market. It's still there. I think What's so happened too. is that, uh, you know, and, and I'll sit here and I'll opine, and I'll say that for the last 20 to 30 years, wages in the United States have been kept artificially low. And yeah. because of that, suddenly you have people who are willing to quit, who you have businesses that in order to manuf- in order to, to make revenue, they need to have employees present to do something. And the employees are sitting here going, you've treated us like shit for three decades. Yeah. In, the, well, immor- think- in the immortal words of Goodfellas, fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and I'll be honest. Exactly. When and you I start, I, when, I, when more people have more money, boy, is there inflation real quick? Because that is because that is the yeah. recipe for inflation. More yeah, people with think, more money. Yeah. I think everybody that took a year off because of COVID, they're all just like, you know what? Like, I like my year off. Like, I yeah. like spending time at home with my family. I, I like taking I like- my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take my vacation days. I'm going to cash in yeah, my sick leave. I, I like hanging out with my, my dogs and I like playing video games mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like, I, yeah. you know, I like jamming with my pals, whatever it is, you know, if you're, if you're into, if you're into jamming. There's something to be said um, for, yeah, there's something like, to be said for taking one vacation day a month on a Friday and just going and hanging out with friends and doing whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I think all that just kind of led to where we are now. And I think the inflation from the stock market has calmed down. It has. I, it started it, to, yeah. I think you and I can both agree it's still there. Not financial advice, oh, yeah. still there. It's still um, inflated. Because, yeah, because I mean, there's a bunch of catalysts for even a stock market recession because, you know, one, the SPX had the death cross, right? Which I talked about in my little article, uh, which if you don't know, we, on our, we have a blog. On our social media, on our Wix, even on our LinkedIn. Yeah, we have a them. blog. It's uh, it's Wix on Drunkenomics or Drunkenomics on Wix, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, find us there. As well. Give us a yeah, like or a quick something like that. quick explanation of yeah. what a death cross is. Yeah. No, 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 cross, ju- we also I'm, have- um, I'm using my journalism skills, yeah. But the death cross is a, it's an indicator that whatever the underlying thing is, is going to decrease in value. And most of the time, whenever the SPX did have a death cross, 
like the last like 40 times or so, like it drew down pretty much every single time except for like five, right? Yeah, so, so, or whatever. I forget what I said. I detailed it more yeah, in the article. It, it, it pulls down. It pulls down. We also, last week, you know, we had an inverted yield curve for a few days or Ooh, at least one day. Yeah. So that's when- Last week or two weeks ago. It might've been two weeks ago. It, it was last week too, for at least a day. Or for at least an hour oh, during right. the day. Yeah, it was yeah, on Monday. On Monday, yeah, that's right. It was, we're it was inverted. Um, for, for a tiny bit we on have, Monday. We, yeah. have, uh, we have inflation. As I about producer prices up 11%. Inflation yeah. up 8.5% basically right now. 7% yeah. in the UK. So those in the UK that voted for Biden, I'm sorry. See, folks, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. As um, much as everybody likes to blame this inflationary but, concern on on Joe Biden, I, I think it's, I personally think, and I didn't vote for Joe Biden, okay? So, cat that out of the bag, I didn't vote for Joe Biden. Yeah, I did, but... Well, but I, I, so I didn't, and I'm willing to sit here and say that it, this is not Joe Biden's fault. Like, this is the no, economic cycle. It, this is the result of not a $9 trillion balance sheet, okay? Yeah. I, I blame the Fed. And I don't necessarily think it's, I don't think it's Jerome Powell's fault. And every, like, I, I feel bad because everybody thinks Jerome Powell is like this terrible Fed chair. And I'm like, you know they what? Either, like, they either think he's a, he's, yeah, both, both sides think he's a bad guy for all the wrong reasons. I don't get it. Like, I, I think Jerome Powell is an excellent Fed chair. I, I personally. Agree. Because I think uh, looking at the way he handled 2018, I think he's I think, I think he's threading a, a I genius. think I think he's pretty he's doing quite well, and I think he's threading a pretty hard exactly. needle. I mean, he, he's literally being asked to swim from California to Taiwan without oh, any yeah. breaks in four hours. Like that's what he's trying. That, that's like, and I'm just, and know. I'm pretty sure they they may have a piece of cement wrapped to like handcuffed to one of his ankles. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like. He's he's getting pressure from every single angle. Everybody hates him. Everybody hates him, and he's still doing, I think, a relatively good job. And he's soldiering on. Yeah, because I don't know if mo like most people, I don't think could handle this kind of pressure. No, he's got you know? he's got a lot of. Like, yeah, he's do yeah. he's doing a good job for what he has to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, Would I have made the decisions he made? Probably not, but. Like, could I, I have handled the pressure? Absolutely not. It's not, not even close. But so. do but do I have the same data he's got and the same people also around true. me? Also true. Also true. But it, but it's I, also I, the pressure that I like. I don't think oh, you. Yeah. You know, no offense. Oh, I don't I, think you and I can handle very well. So I haven't. You know. Let's put it this way. I haven't heard him use any colorful language, which is publicly. insane. And I absolutely believe that we that that we one. I think actually, you and I could have as a tag team yeah. um, Fed chair, and we'll, <laughs> oh and, we'll and we'll take the title in the tag team Fed chair match. We would we, we we could do it. I think we could. I think the problem would be is that we'd get we'd get to Congress and we would well, and we just as we said things we'd feel like we, we would look at a senator who asked a stupid question and go that's a stupid question. Well, the, I mean the amount of times I'm just watching on the press conference and I and I hear Maxine Waters just ask a question I'm just like I'm cursing at the TV and if I was Jerome Powell I couldn't even imagine the language I would use. Oh yeah, no, on see, live I, TV. I could see what like, I mean. Yeah, I would on live tell I would on live television let the members of Congress who are asking me yeah. dumb questions like, know exactly the amount of contempt in which I held them at any given time. Yeah, and I don't know what you think about Maxine Waters, but it's just like the questions that she's asking, I'm just like, oh my God. I just wanna There are very just, few in elected government no, that I would treat with respect. Yeah. Let alone Maxine Waters. And I, oh. I just no, I mean, I get yeah. it. They're, they're damned if they do. They're damned if they're not. But at the same time, here's what here's what I'll say to try and to try and get back to I mean, it's the center. You yeah. imagine what would happen if Jerome Powell's animal spirit had gone negative at any point? I know exactly. <laughs> I, but the thing is, like, his job is for his animal spirit to stay neutral, right? And he, the fact that he's kept this kind of composure is insanely it is phenomenal. It is, which impressive. I think, like, yeah. everybody's predicting this recession. The only time everybody has predicted a recession, the only time all these catalysts have predicted a recession and a recession didn't happen was when the Federal Reserve stepped in and said, okay, we're going to backstop yes, this. which those of you might remember two years ago. <laughs> it's nice. Here's the fun thing. It's nice to have Keynesian economics back at the helm, or at least an aspect of Keynesian economics back at the helm, and one that kind of everyone concludes is true. So, yeah. so for those of you wondering, animal spirits, I think I've explained this before. If I haven't, I'm doing it now. Um, but oh, the, please, the, the, yeah. the Keynesian idea of animal spirits is that uh, the majority is correct in the, it's their attitude, right? So yeah. if the attitude of the majority is that something bad's about to happen. Then it's going to happen. Then it's, something bad's going to happen. If their attitude is that something good's going to happen, something good's going to happen. Now, why? 
okay, it's not like a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. in only one way. And it's that, it's that when people think something bad's about to happen, they stop spending money and they start saving money. And the reason they start saving money is because they go, I think there's about to be a rainy day. Let's save and prepare for we the need rainy to, day. We need, to, we need to start filling sandbags and get ready for it. And, yeah. and, 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 if, and what happens then is, so the, so the cycle, the, the, the easiest explanation for that cycle is people stop spending money. And yeah. people stop, so they stop consuming. So they stop consuming businesses, stop selling. When businesses stop selling, they stop buying. And when manufacturers stop, right? So when the businesses yeah. buy from manufacturers, the manufacturers, when the manufacturers stop selling those products in the same quantities to the businesses that are buying, the manufacturers lay people off. Now what yeah. happened? Okay, well, there's fewer people with money. And right. suddenly, suddenly everyone that said there was going to be something bad happening is right. Oh yeah. my God! Everyone's laying everyone's laying people off. And we really need to hold on to our money. Yeah, and and it's and it's in that point that you, you see this this vicious recurrent cycle, this, right. this uh, feedback loop of like people are holding on to their money because they don't know if they're going to lose about yeah. to lose their job. Well, it's kind of like whereas it, it reminds me of like the story of Joseph when he says, "Okay, this might this might be a terrible analogy because I don't know if any of you guys know uh, stories of the Bible, but the story of Joseph <laughs> when he's projects from his dreams that there's going to be seven years of prosper and seven years of famine. And then, so they have the seven prosperous years and then they farm and do all that kind of stuff. They save up and then they have, and, and then now they're ready for the seven years of famine that actually do happen. It's kind of like that. Like if you, if you think there's going to be seven years of just like prosperity and then seven years of famine, they're probably going to happen. Yeah, so, well, and, and Everybody no, and that's not that. an incorrect. Um, it's not a terrible analogy. I wish. Thanks. I wish I was. I, as did, I did drink because I made that analogy. Excellent. So I'll, I'll, hang on. Yep. <laughs> but the yeah, get, yeah, yeah no, get it out. <laughs> I wish. I wish I had. I wish I had as accurate an animal spirit as Joseph did on that. I wish I could say, be like, yeah. there'll be three months of plenty and a month of garbage because then I will. Throw money in, sell on that last possible day. Wait until the end of the month of garbage. Buy everything back. Yeah, ride that there pony to the yeah, to the race track, you? Right? It's yeah. It's, but if but if you could time so, the markets like that, why wouldn't you do? Like, I mean, if anybody could do that, why wouldn't you do? But, but so that so that's whatever. what animal spirits do. So that, yeah. uh, but animal spirits aren't just negative, right? So at the same time, if the, if the vast majority of people think the worst is over, there's light at the end of the tunnel, things are about to get better. They go out, they spend more money. Well, they spend more money, which means that businesses have to buy more products. Businesses buy more products, so factories have to make more products. Inventory manufacturers have to hire more people. And produce more things and sell more things. And so they're producing more things and selling more things. So there's there's more things going out to places and then places... People have more things to buy, but they're also they also have jobs. There's more people with jobs now, so they can spend that yeah, money. It's kind of like the real estate now, market right now, but yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Except, well, except except no one's building houses. Well, yeah, <laughs> but different uh, in different story. This is just a, but a, yes. an example. Yeah, yes. but yeah, animal spirits. It, that's exactly what it is. It's like if everybody thinks there's going to be a recession, if everybody starts saving money all of a sudden, there's going to be a recession. Yeah. So and people stop as we as we learned at the very beginning of COVID, when people stop spending money, the economy comes to a halt very quickly. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is like, yeah, great. You saved money, but nobody else has any money. And when nobody else has any money, you don't generate any revenue. Exactly. So, so maybe maybe that's actually the best thing is that a hundred years kind of after Keynes proposed his animal spirits, we got to see just how accurate it was. Yeah. Albeit it was an external stimuli, not the spirits themselves. Although to be fair, it was spirits themselves initially in those first few months. Yeah, but I also um, think, but it, I think there's still so many catalysts besides, you know, the fact that there are animal spirits. I mean, it's like inflation numbers, which we talked about earlier, supply chain bottlenecks, mm -hmm. um, geopolitical tensions. Oh, oh yeah. gosh. I mean, there's, there's so many. Um, it's all here and it's all bad and it's all, and it's all feeding yeah, the in fed to one animal unwinding. spirit. Yeah, so not oh, to yeah. mention, so, okay, so speaking of which, okay, $6 trillion of liquidity in the economy right now are going to be unwinded. They're going to be pulled back out of the economy, right? And they're not necessarily, I don't, I don't want to include them in our GDP numbers because they're not necessarily a part of our GDP numbers, but they did contribute to it at some point because there was interest expense yeah. and interest paid on the $9 trillion. Yeah, or so it, cre it, cre trillion. it created revenues in places. Yeah, so... But that's going to unwind, and then all of a sudden, yeah. shrinkage of liquidity in the economy. What's going to happen now? Well, the problem specific to this time is the Fed can't backstop it. It's that it's that the Fed is the Fed has to unwind its, its balance sheet because yes. it's too big. Absolutely. The Fed the Fed has to raise interest rates because they've been zero for two years. Yeah, but like I said, it's <laughs> not just that they have to raise interest rates. It's the fact that they have to take six trillion dollars off of their balance sheet, and how do they do that? 
They have to sell. Well, not, well, 90, well 95 billion dollars at a time. I know. Apparently, is what we, they're we, doing. And that's what we talked about last week was the whole, okay, so 95 billion dollars a month, which is going to, mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, first of all, it needs to get approved. Uh, and it hasn't been approved yet, but what are the odds it isn't get approved? Well, it's still <laughs> you know? slower than the, it's, it's much slower it's, than what was it? The hundred and, how much were they buying at their peak? $150 billion a month? Oh, or was dude, it 120? I, no, I mean, I know before they decide to taper, it was 120. I'm pretty sure it was 120 right. the whole time. But I know at, at one point it was like, okay, here's like 5 trillion. Like just at once, here's five or however many it was. I forget how many trillion it was, but here's this much at once in MBSs and in treasuries. Go nuts, yeah. right? And now here's cash, give us security, give us, give us securities, yeah. give us cash, go have yeah. fun. Yeah, and now they're unwinding um, at this pace, which means you know, it's a slower whatever. pace than they were. It's a slower pace than they were than they were. Yeah, but I don't, like, I don't think. Okay, so I. Personally, I just don't think that this kind of unwinding, because I know that the $6 trillion that they did, I mean, technically, what was the balance sheet before COVID, like $2 trillion. So I think the yeah, 7 roughly. Yeah, around $2 trillion. Let's say $2 trillion to make it easy. So the $7 trillion increase, like how, how, how much profit could you actually have maximized off of a $7 trillion expansion, knowing that there was going to be a reduction? Well, you get your payments. So you get, like, so you get, your, you get your, your interest payments. So your coupon payments out of the treasuries, you get your- Yeah, I know. I but Whatever your, your coupon payments are out of an MBS. But then, I mean, yeah. But my thing is like, so if I loaned you $7 trillion, dollars for three years or let's just say two years right and then now like okay well it does make me of, it does make one wonder did did the fed require a premium out of I, people they were buying it from i and know the answer to that is, is i actually don't think they did i think they just bought it off the market yeah off the and open market the, the interest rate that they had was their own interest rate which was which is pretty ironic well, when you're, i mean which is well, you when, know, when, like, you set, when, when you set the interest rate you can't be angry when you don't get better <laughs> I know, or you or you or you can so but you only have yourself like, to blame I know, I know. no it's it's, it's no, the, the, so we got the fed unwinding and so the last so the last five times that we that the recession hasn't occurred the fed the fed has Used monetary or extreme me- monetary policy or extreme measures to prevent the uh, the recession from occurring. And, and the thing is, the problem is yeah. the Fed is part of the theoretical creation of the recession. The Fed is the Fed is not in a position yeah. from a monetary policy standpoint to unwind it, and from a fiscal and from an extreme measure standpoint, they're not in a position there to unwind it either because they, they can't be a. Every time things go bad, this thing bloats because well, 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 well all of no. a sudden, all of a sudden, well, they, they're, they're, that's a responsibility. Yeah, because they have of, to. Let, the stock market has to be allowed to go down, and and and, 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 and GDP I, growth. GDP absolutely. growth also has to be allowed to go down too, because that's economic cycle. You have that's to have a the, cycle. That's the cycle of the economy. Cycle down and recycle so, up, and then it, to, I know. Me, to me, it's, it's 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 a very interesting when it comes to like passive income, which a lot of the things we're talking about, MBS are passive income. And yes. the big thing is, and the big thing to me is, if markets only go up, and if the Fed is constantly backstopping every single one of these securities, you right. no longer have an at-risk amount. Right. I put a hundred dollars in. Well, is the market ever going down because the Fed will let it go down? Absolutely nope. not. You have then you have no money at you risk. You have no risk. Congra- congratulations. It's it's one of the, it's the but, same reason I get so angry about like the capitalists who say the capitalists who say like oh I'm Elon Musk deserves his money. No, well, no, 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 no <laughs> you're know. not a capitalist. Neither of us has capital. Um, uh, no, but 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 the but the but, but the capitalists sit here and say things like but the but the but the capitalists sit here and say like. Oh, I deserve to make a uh, blank million every month in uh, capital gains because I am putting my money at risk by investing. And my response to that is, has any publicly traded company ever gone down? And then they go, well, no, because the Fed backs up. Well, then, no, you're not put. you're not risking well, anything. Well, well, you were just you were already rich and now you are more rich. Only only you're, mega caps, only mega caps, because if uh, there's, penny, penny, if there's, stocks, there's, penny stocks will go bankrupt. The SEC well, will those guys, but, uh, well, no, I mean, penny stocks become no. dollar stocks. Is what happens? No, 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 you, uh, no, no. I, dude, I more commonly see penny. No, I know, I, I know, I, I, I know. I, but I'm just saying, like, I totally agree with the idea, know. the premise of no risk, no reward. Yeah. But on the other hand, I also, I also have to, I also want to turn to you and go like, yeah. If you don't risk it, you don't get a reward. Whoa. But also, if there's no risk, you don't deserve a reward either. You're, it's, it's, you can't, Absolutely. you can't have the same yeah. phrase both ways. Like my tonality does not shift the value or meaning of that. Well, statement, but, there's a, but, the, but, that but statement. on the flip side of that, so like if you buy J.P. Morgan stock at 125 a share, you're risking 125 dollars sure. per share. So if you buy 100 shares, you're risking 12,500 dollars, right? Absolutely. So, 
that's a risk. If the Fed is going to backstop the stock at $50 a share, you're still risking- Two-thirds you know, of that. No, no, you're still risking- Not even two-thirds. 65 percent, right? I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, so I, went, like, I went the wrong way on my Yeah, mind. so like, no, you're, you're still right. risking like sixty. Let's just say sixty five percent. I don't know. You're still risking that much. So there is still risk, but like we all know that the Federal Reserve will never, ever, ever let J.P. Morgan Chase go bankrupt. Well, the one thing ever. the Fed uh, that everyone can look forward to is the fact that the so, Fed has said they will maintain a larger balance sheet after COVID than they had before. Which is so, stupid because $2 trillion was absurd. Absolutely agree. $2 trillion absolutely was insane. Agree. Like, absolutely like, agree. Because you and I the were talking, the- like you and I were talking in 2019, we were, we were both like, the Fed balance sheet is $2 trillion and we were both like, oh my God, this is crazy. Well, I think our question <laughs> was, was because because we're talking at a point where we're we're still we were still in the longest bull market in the history of the United States, in the history of the largest economy in the world. Yeah, and we're going. Why is the Federal Reserve acting like? And, and it really was. If we looked at if you look at the well, behavior at the time, yeah. it was it was but, behavior that is indicative of a recession or of I know, a or of a I know uh, it was, but not you, not but, of a it was of a bear market, not a bull market. We're like, what is happening? I know, Why? But, don't you, but don't you remember, like at the end of twenty nineteen, like remember the end of twenty nineteen? Oh, yeah. We're both just like well, that okay. huge reverse repo in September, dude. Exactly, because like we had all these failed bond auctions. Over and over and over and over again, like these bond auctions would go out and nobody would buy them. And then all these interest rates would go up and we're just like, or not, not interest rates, uh, yields would just shoot up. And we're just like, and yields are just these, through the roof. Yeah. Why, why, like, why are these yields shooting up? And it's like, because nobody wants these bonds, you know? And then all of a sudden, like the repo program would step in and say, okay, you know what? We want these bonds now. And it's like, Oh, yeah, really? well, well, really? well, suddenly that, you've got... That's, that's what you're going to do. Well, I mean, <laughs> I said, yeah, that's just how it works. But I mean, I'll be honest. We've gotten to a point in my night where we've exceeded the tolerance of the animal spirits. And speaking yeah. of animal spirits, spirits are lovely, usually when they're in bourbon, scotch, frankly, any whiskey form. Yeah. And when they're in the, that, and if you're wearing the right attire. Exactly. Speaking of the right attire. Or even if your animals are wearing the right attire. Oh so if you my find gosh. Us at, yes. What? Especially that. Drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com. Yes, that's it. That's it. Drunkenomics, D R U N K, you know, my CS. Dot my spreadshop, dot com. You too. That's it. You too can attire yeah. your animals at home in the finest of Drunkenomics bandanas. You can attire yeah. yourselves in the ti- in the finest of Drunkenomics hoodies. Yeah. Aaron, what are some colors? Uh, they come in black, uh, darker black, um, and even darker black. Do we have a lighter um, black, Aaron? And- yeah, we have a lighter black than the darker, darker black. For the spring and fall days, I understand. It's too hot when you're wearing dark black. Exactly. Uh, we also have, we also have uh, dark some black hand, uh, bandanas for dogs. We do. That's Dokes. true. I've checked. Dokes. Some of the cool things is we do have yeah. uh, we have water bottles and coffee mugs for you to smuggle spirits into your workplace yep. or gymnasium. That we do. You know what? You can always, yeah. if, you, if you put the gym beam in the water bottle, gymnasium. you can do gym at... You could have it. It could be at any place. Could be a gymnasium at that point. Yeah, dude, you gymnasium, a, man. You could have a gym at okay, the gym. I'm sorry, I'm flexing um, right now. It's not. It's I mean, not a good look. Glad you can't see it. There is a travel mug. I strongly encourage you not to put liquor into that if you're driving. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, from there you can that, also buy into Drunkenomics uh, at www.patreon.patreon.com/slash/drunkenomics. D R U K U N O M I C S. That's what you can, uh, what do you call it? Well, I like Dave? to say you can uh, help us keep our liquor cabinet stocked and our, the, you know, the, the lights on the ice cold liquor cabinet stocked. Yeah. And, and trust me, everything we get out of the Patreon, I promise yeah. we pour right back into a glass yes. and, and consume 100%. for your benefit. Yeah. I, and I know I times are tough it. and recession's coming, apparently, according Maybe to not. animal spirits. Well, if your spirits but, believe it's not coming, well, yeah. then let's, um, then let's, fuck it, let's jump on the bandwagon. Let's find out. Jump on the bandwagon. Hashtag not my and, animal spirit. Yeah. And um, from there, uh, feel free to join our Discord. Um, check out our blog. Uh, it's on Wix. Just Google search Jargonomics at Wix or Wix at Jargonomics, whatever it is. Look, um, we're doing our best. Yeah, we, ha- we, and, we have um, a bunch of articles. They're like, they're all two minute reads. I'm, I'm telling you, they, these are all literally two minute reads. Or we try reads. to make it that way. Um, if it's a little bit longer yeah. and it's a little bit more cynical, it could be it's a four, probably it, James. It could be a four minute read, whatever. But um, check us out there. Um, and from there, um, the only thing I really want to say is just, um, I, I, I hope you just continue to play Chestnut Checkers. Hope you don't brag, just say. I know sometimes it only gets worse. For me, it, it does, because I'm I'm at that age now where it only uh, gets worse. One of my favorite things is that, uh, and, you know, uh, everyone's like, oh, I hate Mondays. And yeah. my response to that is always Tuesday is usually worse. 
And yeah. so what I've started saying instead is, well, fuck it, stay droganomical. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. <laughs>